Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Frank Sinatra, Trilogy, Past, Present, and Future from 1980. Hey, that's life. That's what all the people say. You riding high in April. During his show in Los Angeles on June 13, 1971, Frank Sinatra announced that he was retiring. The then 55-year-old Sinatra had been in the spotlight for over 30 years at that point, not just as a singer that has sold over 100 million records, but even as an Academy Award and Golden Globe winning actor. He'd started his singing career when he was a teenager in the 1930s first as a member of a group called the Hoboken Four, and later as a singing waiter at a roadhouse in New Jersey. The roadhouse had connections to a radio station in New York City, and long story short, eventually Sinatra finds himself with a Columbia Records contract and releases his solo debut album in 1946. You go to my head And you linger I'm not going to go too deep into the history of Frank Sinatra, but let's just say it was filled with ups and downs. And by 1971, Sinatra was ready for a break. In her 2011 book, Lady Blue Eyes, My Life with Frank, his wife Barbara said that he'd grown, quote, tired of entertaining people, especially when all they really wanted were the same old tunes he had long ago become bored by. End quote. But his retirement would be relatively short-lived. Here's Sinatra talking about his retirement and the aftermath on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson in 1976. I had a great time for two years. Did you get bored? No, I didn't get bored. No, I really didn't. I did nothing. I wanted to do nothing after 32 or 33 years of working. I thought to myself, gee, it'd be nice to not have to get up in the morning and do that kind of jazz and, and uh, so on and so forth. But then we got a great deal of pressure, not only from my own people, but my own family. And a lot of mail started coming in. And I tell you how, how interestingly wise the, the, the public is. They said, a, letter, a couple of hundred letters said, well, why don't you at least make an album? I mean, there's nobody in the studio except you and the band, they said, because they thought I wanted to get away from the people. And they yeah. said, well, it made sense. They said, just at least make us an album, even if you don't want to come out in public anymore. So I said, well... What the hell, I might as well go out and go to work again. The result was the 1973 album, All Blue Eyes is Back. It was a success, peaking at number 13 on the Billboard 200. The album featured four songs written by Sinatra's friend, Joe Raposo. Sinatra actually wanted the album to be entirely made up of Raposo's music, but the label wouldn't allow it. And uh, there used to be a ballpark where the field was warm and green. I've talked about Joe Raposo on the show before. Not only did he write songs for Sinatra, he also wrote some classic TV theme songs, including Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Sesame Street? 
as well as... Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. Please come and meet you. The album had an accompanying TV special called Magnavox Presents Frank Sinatra. It drew an estimated 40 million viewers and was nominated for two Emmy Awards. The special was sponsored by Magnavox as part of a $9 million advertising campaign for their upcoming products. One of Magnavox's commercials during the special was for Odyssey, the first ever home video game console. This is Odyssey, the new electronic game simulator. You attach Odyssey to your television set in seconds to create a closed-circuit electronic playground. By 1974, Sinatra was planning a massive comeback tour. In addition to his new album, Some Nice Things I've Missed, which was released that July. And a few months later, another TV special was released, The Main Event, Live, which also had an accompanying album of the same name. Yeah, he's bad, bad, Brown. Meanest man in the whole damn town. Better than old King Kong. Sinatra would continue performing live, and his voice was seemingly improving with age, and he was still drawing huge crowds. But audiences weren't buying his new records. He started three different albums and abandoned them all. According to David McClintock's liner notes from today's album, Sinatra was determined to move forward, to seek and find songs and musical concepts through which he could fulfill the still sizable potential of his art. Suddenly, in 1979, producer Sonny Burke came to Sinatra with an idea. He felt Sinatra had been focusing too much on the current music scene. Burke felt he should be focusing on his universal and timeless appeal. Again, reading from McClintock's liner notes, he should be asking himself only one question. What haven't I sung, old and new, that will enable me to continue to innovate and leave my unique mark? At this point, Sinatra had recorded over 1,200 songs. Burke felt that there were still plenty of great old songs that Sinatra never did. Sinatra had been reluctant to record old songs trying to fit in with the current music scene. But Burke thought, why limit yourself? Do both, songs from the past and the present. But also, since his career wasn't over, coming up with a way to focus musically on the future. Burke wanted this to be a three-album set called Trilogy. Sinatra thought it was the best idea he'd heard in years. So they went to work. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
they would use a different conductor and arranger for each disc. For the past, Billy May. For the present, Don Costa. And for the future, which is the part I'm focusing on today, was Gordon Jenkins. So, on March 26, 1980, Frank Sinatra released Trilogy, Past, Present, and Future, on Reprise Records. You don't scare me. I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. So I'm only going to focus on disc three, the future, because, well, that's the bizarre one. This has actually been a heavily requested album for me to cover on the show. And because I'm a stickler for details, I'm going to point out that the album's cover says Sinatra, past, present, future, while the spine says Frank Sinatra, past, present, and future. Very minor detail, but hey, that's what I'm here for. But what about this disc is that bizarre? Well, first off, the full title for this disc is actually The Future, Reflections on the Future in Three Tenses, further enumerated as a fantasy in three tenses for Frank Sinatra, Philharmonic Symphony Orchestra, and Mixed Chorus. And on top of that, it has Frank Sinatra singing about futuristic things like space travel. The disc kicks off with a 10 minute and 44 second track titled what time does the next miracle leave? In it, Frank takes a journey to several planets. And I want to play just a couple different spots of this. My name is Francis Albert. Francis Albert Sinatra. And I sing love songs, mostly after dark. Mostly in saloon. And then Frank travels to Jupiter makes with the rain, Saturn makes with the crops. A nicer trade was never made and hopefully never stops. If Saturn's fields are dry, Jupiter won't stay fat. So Jupiter leaves his faucets on and that. And then Frank travels to Uranus is heaven. Uranus. And yes, it actually is supposed to be pronounced that way, I guess. Who knew? I have to imagine it was pronounced that way on purpose to avoid the line Uranus is heaven. The track also features a space station announcer, which is the voice of Jerry Whitman, who actually is a singer who's sung on albums for Neil Diamond, Harry Connick Jr., and Weird Al Yankovic, but here he's just simply a narrator. Gordon Jenkins was not only the conductor and arranger, but he also wrote the words and music for all of the songs on Future. Jenkins had worked with Sinatra before, going all the way back to 1957's Where Are You?, he won a Grammy for his work on Sinatra's version of It Was a Very Good Year in 1966. In addition to Sinatra, Jenkins worked with artists like Louis Armstrong, the Andrews Sisters, Ella Fitzgerald, and Johnny Cash over the years. In 1980, Sinatra told the Los Angeles Herald Examiner that the first time Jenkins played him a demo of these songs, quote, I fell down. I said, holy Christ, how am I going to learn all that stuff? but it put me out the first time I heard it. Really knocked me out. 
end quote. Up next, Sinatra makes a plea for peace on the track World War None. Time to build us a fire 700 feet high We can fashion a fire That'll reach the sky We can feed the flames With the unkind deeds we've done Cause we've got to get ready For World War None Closing out this side of the disc is The Future, which features a vocal solo from Beverly Jenkins, wife of Gordon Jenkins. I'm gonna find me a gypsy and get my fortune told. I'm gonna say please, Mrs. Gypsy, tell me what the future By the way, the record label, Reprise Records, was actually started by Frank Sinatra in 1960 after being unhappy with his experience on Capitol Records. The first album that Sinatra released on Reprise was 1961's Ring-a-Ding-Ding. The label's still going strong, now owned by Warner Music Group, and is home to artists like Josh Groban, Michael Buble, and Green Day. Side 2? Well, technically Side 6 opens with the future, parentheses, continued, I've been there. When I see a young couple walking slowly through the trees, I don't have to follow them how far they'll go. The disc was recorded over two days in December of 1979 backstage at the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles. It was made up of over 150 musicians. A singer of note in the huge mixed chorus is the wonderfully named Thurl Ravenscroft. Now, you may or may not know his name, but you definitely know his voice. In addition to being the singer on You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, he was also the voice of Tony the Tiger for nearly 50 years. Frosted Flakes good? They're good! And he was the voice behind No Dogs Allowed. The Future, parentheses, conclusion, a song without words, is actually a song that does have words. Closing out the album is Finale, When the Music Ends. Before the music ends, accompanied by Dino and Sartre, I'd like to make one more charge at 
Vegas You won't find me at that idiot wheel that spins and spins and spins I won't play the slot machine the management always wins The future part of this trilogy set didn't exactly resonate with audiences or critics but the album overall was a success peaking at number 17 on the Billboard 200 and it was nominated for 5 Grammys winning one for Best Album Notes, which I did not know was a category. One other thing of note from this is the Disc 2 of Trilogy featured the last Top 40 hit of Sinatra's career, theme from New York, New York. Start spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to Part of it, New York, New York. But Frank Sinatra wasn't the only person doing sci fi themed songs about space in the 1980s. In 1983, Queen guitarist Brian May, alongside Eddie Van Halen plus some other musicians, released Brian May and Friends' Starfleet Project. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. <laughs>